lot of people have bemoaned the fact that uh, for you to get anything uh, in Nigeria, especially as uh, a civil servant, you have to embark on strikes. Um, apart from that, uh, talking about the fact that ASU has been going on a, a various incessant strike while the government is uh, making sure to put the message out there that they have actually met all the demands. This, of course, has a terrible implications for students and parents as NANS uh, is uh, set up for an emergency meeting today. Apart from that, uh, in the midst of uh, diesel costs rising, petrol costs rising, uh, the warning that the Jenkos gave uh, some uh, a week back, you know, has, uh, you know, come to pass as a uh, Power grids have failed, and this is making people think about the economic impl- implications uh, of this, especially as regards uh, marketers or business owners. That and more are the things that we are going to be discussing right here on the trending shows on the morning on trending issues on the morning show right now. S. Egon, welcome. Quickly, uh, uh, just uh, give us an insight as to what the federal government means uh, when they say that they have met all of ASU's demands. I mean, uh, we we know the issues uh, about earned allowances and the UTAS and whatnot, uh, about five issues right there that ASU is demanding for, and the federal government is saying that they have met all demands. What is your take on where do you think the federal government is coming on this? Well, it's difficult for me to really where they are coming from because I really don't understand but as to any and every contract be it between friends, between husband and wife, between siblings mm-hmm. uh, between a seller and a buyer mm-hmm. and all that even for those that do bank transactions and mm-hmm. all that now the, the it's not enough for the bank to tell you that um, they have paid you your money or they have credited your money, right? Mm. You have to actually see it. That means there must be evidence you know, to that effect showing that yes um, you have received. You know nowadays uh, you find a lot of people really, really uh, that's what actually is giving rise to this mistrust where you go somewhere, Mm. maybe they don't have a POS and you say you do a transfer and they tell you to sit down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Because, they have to yeah, check for the yeah because we've, we've seen cases where people uh, claimed that they have paid and even they send they, they get receipts mm-hmm. and that are looking credible you know but those, those people later realized that they checked their account balance and it did not reflect, did not reflect. you understand so we've gotten the possibility of people actually mm-hmm. coming up with spurious receipt of money sent mm. and the mm. people have decided that okay mm. to cater for this if you are if you say you are going to do actual transfer you have to sit down there until i get an actual notification from my bank probably i, I log into my bank app and check the balance mm-hmm. then i'm sure that the money came in but barring that you are not leaving so the issue is it is one thing for the federal government to say because nobody is stopping them from saying. Nobody stops anybody from saying anything. I could, I could open my mind right now on air and tell every, anyone that is listening to me that they should check their bank account. I just sent $5,000 to each person listening to me. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could do that. Mm-hmm. You understand? But the thing that will make them know that, you actually that did I that. actually did it is if they check. And they see it. And they see it. And the interesting thing is, 
how many people listening to me have dumb accounts? Mm-hmm. So that's his prior statements in the in, in the first place. How many accounts do I have? Mm-hmm. You understand? So mm. I am not in any way saying that the federal government is lying. I'm not in position to say that. And I can't say that. But ASU is in position to say that. So if ASU um, responds to this particular statement from the federal government, and the thing, as always, is we need to check who said it for of the federal course. government. Mm-hmm. And we need to check where the person said it. Mm-hmm. You, you understand? And mm-hmm. check all the, so and who the person said it who to. Who the person said it to. You know, so all those things are things also that we need to analyze for us to say whether. But unfortunately, mm. we've had cases with this particular dispensation that are different for uh, in uh, to different people. You find people speaking different things. You know, so there, I, I, there I've, I've never seen this level of you know disorganization in communication mm. uh, in in a long while in in Nigeria as far as the federal government is concerned. Mm. You understand, and mm. those that speak for them, so. Uh, I would take it as one of those things mm. that maybe haven't investigated where the person said it and who the person said it to. Let's just discard it and move on. It can't be something that holds water. Okay. Now, uh, th- th- talking about that, analyzing it from that angle, the person who said it was the Minister of State for Education, that is uh, Chuku Emeka Mwajuba. He said that at the 2002 or 22 Commonwealth uh, celebration in Abuja, talking about who he said it to? to newsmen, to reporters. Uh, is this something that he actually had to say at that point in time? Because uh, parents and students are actually feeling the brunt of this particular uh, strike. Seems like uh, he said that to kind of exonerate the federal government from uh, the, the, the actions that are being taken by Asu. Padre, what do you think about this? Um, um, unfortunately, uh, the way I've got to see things in this country now is that when people put in a position to work for the government they it's like uh, they put everything on their head to kind of do their work mm. speak in favor of the government mm. try to create excuses and sometimes even lie for the government mm. but then people forget about their own personal integrity mm. and, and dignity and why do I say that is the fact that uh, that the statement by the minister for state of uh, for education for state, uh, I, I don't even understand where that statement is coming from. If you are saying that the federal government had done everything that ASU demanded for, yeah. so if they had done everything that ASU demanded for, yeah. why is it that we are still having ASU yes, going yes. on two months, two months extra, uh, extra two months uh, of strike, strike. action? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know what he's saying. In fact, he's not even making sense to me as far as I'm concerned. Hmm. Because uh, we all know what has been going on in the past one month. We hmm. have been seeing uh, the progress. Hmm. Uh, if there is any at all, at least what I'm trying to say is that uh, the, uh, the way uh, issues have been coming out and they are trying to settle it and, yes. at, and, and address such issues, mm-hmm. we have been hearing what Ngige has been saying. In fact, where is this man all this while? You know, I have said it here before that I feel that Ngige should be even be made the, for the Minister for Education. The only time we hear the, uh, the Minister for Education speak or the Minister for Education for State speak, mm-hmm. uh, you can even count it. The last time we heard from the Minister of Education was when he had to walk out on, on the NANS. On, yeah. on the, on yes. the NANS just to undo one small simple matter. Uh, he's, he's already taking it personal and reacting. Mm. So what are we to say about this man called Ngigewa being at the forefront of this battle? 
Yes, we know that it's all about money because she is the uh, Minister for Labor mm -hmm. and Productivity and because yes. it's also about civil servants mm -hmm. in, the, in, in this situation mm -hmm. or government workers. Mm -hmm. But even at that, uh, it's also about a ministry, a department. That is the Ministry of Education. And hardly do we even hear any of the ministers speak Sometimes the pressure you even have is that it's that they don't even have a hold of the matter. Mm. It's that they are not even abreast with the latest development that happens within within this period and about some of these issues. issues. So I don't know where the Minister for State for Education is coming from when he said that uh, they had they had done everything. In fact, that is too much of a categorical statement to make. Mm -hmm. But then, like we usually say, or like I said at the beginning. He's doing his work. So I don't expect him to say that the government had not done well. I don't expect him to say that uh, uh, the government or that ASU should go on strike and they should, they should be dealing with the government the way they are, they are presently dealing with the government. Yes, he is paid to do his job mm -hmm. and he will definitely do his job. Mm -hmm. But then when you do your work, which comes first? Is it your integrity, your nobility? Or it's just about to do the work. Mm. And unfortunately, we just forget about the most important thing. That's mm. for me, as far as I'm concerned. Right, okay. uh -huh. As far as I'm concerned, another person may be listening to me now will disagree with me. But mm. at the end, what does it come to? And it also tells you that in this country, we, not, we have not been doing things in the right way. This same set of people that we castigate today, that we criticize today, we say a lot of things about their work. Tomorrow they will come out again and say they want to vie for one particular position or the other. And, and everybody, will, everybody will just run after them. Nobody will remember all those statements they had made, the kind of disrespect they have given to the people, the kind of insensitivity that you have read in their actions and their statements, the kind of lies that they have told in the past, mm. the kind of uh, uh, unconsent, this lackadaisical like attitude they have, they, have, they, have, they have put towards their duty towards the people. Nobody's going to remember all of those things again. And that is why our leaders, we continue to say things with a lot of implications. We continue to do things with a lot of implications. And they don't care mm -hmm. because they know that when they want to come back to get the vote of the people, they, wish, they surely know how to go about, about it. About it. Mm. But for me, I just feel that sometimes when they do these things, they insult our intelligence. Mm. Uh, all Nigerians are not the same. Some may be cajoled, some may be deceived, some may be carried away by some of these things. But there are also but some, some of us too, though, that we are very, very critical of every statement, of every action yeah. that is that is done. We mm. are very, very critical of some of, many of these things. So in this kind of situation, you don't come out to come and be making such categorical statement that they have done everything. Do, does it know the meaning of everything? Hmm. Okay. All right. Now, uh, let's come to Sarke on this particular issue. Uh, when the government says that they have done all, they have met all of ASU's demands, it seems kind of skept uh, you know, sketchy, seeing the fact that we know for a certain fact uh, uh, that uh, some of these demands have actually not been met. There's revitalization funds to be given, there's earned allowances, there's an issue of UTAS, which they actually said had uh, the federal government, uh, ASU, had to you know, go do another integrity test or something, saying that it failed uh, its, its integrity test, saying that an ASU still countering them, saying that no, that it passed 80% uh, of uh, the test. What do you think that where, where do you think the government is coming from on this particular uh, issue? As Egon already mentioned, uh, you know, different angles in which the person who said this, the area, the setting in which they said it, and who they said it to, Padre has come from another angle. Perhaps you have something different. 
For me, I think they must have definitely done all they could because the integrity test, like I said yesterday, was carried out. There was no ASU representation. We didn't hear of any member of IBM yeah, being there, been there or any independent, uh, you know, observer mm. being there. Mm. And I think the school is back. I've resumed students already in classes. Lecturers are lecturing us at the moment. <laughs> so they have done the best they could. At least that's the best they could. For mm. me, for me, when I saw the Minister of Education working out on the problem, Mm. He was supposed to solve. Yeah. The NAS president came to you, was giving you facts and figures that your children studied abroad. They have schools that there will not be interruption mm. and all that. Mm. And he couldn't give, yes, you know, it, no matter how he, he may have presented it. Presented it was as an angry man. He's, he has a right to be angry. In the last 24 months, school have been closed for 40, this is the 14th month running. So he has the right to be angry. And I had expected him to come out with, this is what we are doing, yes. this is what we are doing. He and didn't not say be that. sentimental about it. It means the caliber of leaders that are being placed there, they are meeting, they are just they are just there to miss status quo. They are meeting some quota system. They are not meeting the needs of the people. Hmm. It's obvious that we have a failed government. It's, hmm. it's obvious. Hmm. There's no, there's no, and that's, whether we like it or not, this is the best they can do. Hmm. This is the best they can do. Because if they could have done better, they, they would have done it results. by now. Yeah, uh, it's 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 a, it's a very it's a very very uh, uh, you know it's a very uh, dicey situation that we have found ourselves in. But uh, it is what it is. At the end of the day, now uh, let's come to another trending matter that is making rounds, and that, uh, uh, this has to do with, of course, power. Uh, the, the, the talking about the fact that uh, power grids are failing or have failed. I think we, we spoke about this uh, two weeks ago, about a week ago, uh, where we were talking about the fact that in addition to the crisis already going on right now in the country uh, with the high uh, you know, price for petrol, the high price for diesel, uh, the high price for Jet A1, which is aeroplane fuel. I'm very sure we'll come to that later on uh, on the show. But power grids are now failing. The economic impact of this, you know, it's, it's something else. What do you think? The failure of the power grid is not uh, news. Um, and, uh, at the spar grid failure or the collapse is not new in any way. This is not the first time. Um, it's in the couple, the, the, the past few, let's even from last year till now, mm. there's been a couple of you know such failures. And I think for me, the best way to make us understand the issues we're having mm. is when we talk about restructuring, yeah. when we talk about you know, practicing true federalism. Hmm. This is why we are saying that. Because when you over-centralize or when you centralize, when you yeah. put everything and run it from a place, hmm. you know, it's difficult to manage problems that arise. Yeah. That is why we we'll hear statements like nationwide yeah. uh, blackouts. Blackout. You understand? Mm -hmm. And some people will, will rightly bring up some examples that I wonder, okay, I understand that everybody is not really, really happy. But bringing up example of the ongoing assault on a sovereign nation by mm -hmm. Russia, mm -hmm. that is Ukraine, mm -hmm. and the fact that even though Ukraine is being bombarded, you know, by Putin presently, they but still you, there's still power, you know, they, they, we're not hearing news of nationwide blackouts. And in other climes, for instance, there, there was flooding in Australia 
you know, in recent times. And it affected some areas. But we didn't hear of nationwide blackout. Um, of course, the, the fire incident that happened in Australia years back, um, there, was a, there was a time in the U.S., you know, where they had this uh, particular weather that was so unpleasant that some places actually suffered blackouts. But we didn't hear of nationwide blackout. Why? Because their power grid situation is not centralized, you know. It, the, the, like, for instance... Um, if you say nationwide blackout, it won't get to the redemption camp, for instance. Why? Mm-hmm. Because those ones are on their own. It won't get to Confident University because they're on their own. It won't get to MFM camp because they're on their own. It won't get to Deeper Life camp because they're on their, they're on their, on their own. And several other places where they generate power for themselves. And that is why we've been saying, rather than, you know, put everything at the center. And you you would expect, because in our minds, we will feel that... Um, this privatization that has taken place has actually brought about centralization. But mm. it's only in mouth. It is not in practice because you find that you have uh, a, a IBEDC, that is a distribution company, you have a BEDC, you have a, a Lagos BDC, or EKDC, and all the rest of them. But still, mm. you understand? Even though their names are different, mm-hmm. but they still source from the same place. Then there's the issue of the money's owed, which the the generation uh, generation companies are talking about the transmission companies or uh, uh, the end bet sorry not um, um, uh, re- giving monies for for gas released or for power released mm. we have case of redundant power mm. we have case of infrastructure you see it's a whole mess and to to think that all these years that this present administration has been there. We cannot say that in the power sector, this is what they have done. This is the level of innovation or improvement that they have done. Hmm. But rather, if we count the number of power collapse or power grid collapse and compare it to just all these things, just ask Google, Hmm. compare it to past administrations, (laughs) then you will see what we're talking about. So, like I said, um, things are unraveling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, things are unraveling. The wind is blowing, and we are we are beginning to see some exposures. <laughs> you know, and I'm I'm hoping that, that they, because my own is the people. I'm yeah. hoping that my people, the people listening, will actually understand the reason why this wind is blowing hmm. and why these exposures are happening hmm. is so that they can make better decisions hmm. and not be be swayed by the norm but mm-hmm. if after all this wind has blown and all these exposures has been made and yep. people still feel that let's continue that way okay. it's people's choice all right now uh, let's come to padre on this one as he was talking about the fact made a good point for decentralization and uh, he was actually mentioning the point that uh, you know some countries some case points as countries where you do not get to hear uh, the, the term nationwide lockdowns or sorry nationwide blackouts uh, especially especially with, as those countries have been hit with you know certain disasters either flood or war or some other uh, causes uh, and, and here now we are seeing that uh, Lagos and seven other states are uh, 
are set to collapse uh, or are set to be in blackouts as this national grid uh, collapses. Uh, what do you think? Because I'm not sure, and I can't say for certain, if this particular blackout would affect Ondo State, for example. Uh, well, uh, it's really, really funny. It's like everything is just down in this country. Hmm. And uh, the way we are doing things, sometimes you just wonder... Uh, where is our where are our thinking caps you know many of these uh, Sinai countries that we talk about today mm -hmm. at the point in time in their history they were at the level where we we are now mm -hmm. but that is even talking about centuries ago mm -hmm. and now you get to see how they developed how their society was transformed and how they get to where uh, they got to where, where they, they are, are today mm -hmm. but for us the lucky part of the thing for us is that when we came on board, there are lots of developed countries around us that we could easily look at and copy a lot of things from them. Sure. You see many of our leaders, they travel abroad, they do a lot of things. Our president is presently in the UK uh, receiving medical treatment or whatsoever it is. But then the most saddening aspect of it is that that same person who had gone to receive medical treatment will not come back to this country and say, oh, there was something I saw in the UK. There was something that I was so much impressed with. Let mm. me see how I can implement it in my mm. country. Mm. We don't do that. Mm. All what we do is just, or what, or what they do is just to go there, enjoy their lives, keep their life uh, on good maintenance, mm. and they come back to implement nothing. Mm. We have a lot that we can learn from around us. Around a lot of, even within Africa, look at what Egypt is doing with their, with their power issue. Mm. And yet, here we are in this country. We cannot even do something as simple. And this power issue had been, it had been on, in, on us for how many years now? Look at the amount of money, the resources mm. that has been put into, put into, into, into the power mm. sector. And up to now, it's even getting worse by the day. Mm. You can imagine if just one airport in the United in, in the United Kingdom generates more power than the whole of a country. Hmm. If you go to Israel Airport, the power they generate in a year put together is over four gigahertz. Just one airport that has like about sixty aircraft stands and a lot of other places. Just one big airport. One of the best airports you can see around the world. And they are doing it. But yet, as a whole country, as a country, as a whole nation, we cannot even have power for 24 hours uninterrupted all over the country. It is a big issue. Hmm. But then you just get to also understand that part of the problems we have in this power sector is our insincerity. Hmm. This issue of corruption hmm. has been there. This sector of the country had been privatized for how many years now? Mm -hmm. Look at how much we are still committing into, into, in, into the power sector. And yet it's yielding nothing. The Jenkos, uh, the Tecos, and the, and the, and the, and the Discos, mm -hmm. all the, all, all the Cos and Cos, <laughs> we are seeing nothing. The Minister for Finance came out about a few days ago and was saying that... Uh, they are removing subsidy gradually or probably they are finally removed subsidy from 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 power generate from use of power and that as year goes by it will it will keep increasing but the truth of the matter is there is nothing being subsidized right from beginning let's face the fact 
many Nigerians have been paying for the for what they have not they have not used. Mm-hmm. Up to now, we can't still even get it right with the so-called uh, prepaid meters. Mm-hmm. Oh. Because, and that is why you see that when you don't put technology in the many things that you do, there will be room for a lot of corruption, a lot of loopholes, a lot of Errors. a lot of drainages, uh, leakages rather, are there. Imagine that uh, the way the way the way I buy credit, uh, I put credit on my phone hmm. in order to make calls and and to subscribe for data. It's the same way I'm doing for electricity. That money is not going into anybody's hand. Hmm. Is going directly technologically into a particular place where you know that the government or the company, as the case may be, can can have a full sight of what is going in and what is what is coming in and what is going out. But today, people still carry cash in the twenty first century. We still carry cash to the different discos offices in order to pay. And then when you pay, you just ask yourself, right. how, how how are all these resources being put together? Because it doesn't make sense that we have spent so much on power generation in this country for like how many years. And yet, we can still not find it right Hmm. in 2022. And it's like nobody, it's like like our leaders are not just concerned about about many of these things. Hmm. You remember, I think, was it not in 2019 when... uh, the minister, I think, was it Fashola who came out and was giving us figures of how much the federal government had invested or had put the kind of revenue that had been put into the power into the power sector. Hmm. And yet we are seeing nothing. When Obasanjo was there, we knew how much we borrowed about it wasn't it about one billion dollars that that was borrowed for the power sector. What has it yielded? And yet everybody everybody is coming to lead this country and a lot of money are being put into that place and everybody is going out and nobody is saying anything mm-hmm. no 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 accountability mm-hmm. nothing mm-hmm. and yet we are not even getting a better service okay. the last time we spoke on this issue we still i still mentioned the issue of facilities okay you still go to some places now that the facilities that they have i for one where i live i said it the last time for over a year without any exaggeration i have not had like 100 votes as inputs for power. Maybe the best you will have is 120, and probably that will be at the middle of the night when ev- all the gadgets have been put off, when all the shops are, are, are closed and what have you. And yet you will still come and bring, you bring, you bring bill to okay. the people, okay. and the people still pay. Let's, 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 let's now uh, move on to the, it's still on this uh, particular issue uh, right here. Of course, as uh, S. Egon said, this is not the first time that <laughs> this is happening uh, in, in the history of the country. But the, the, the crazy thing is that this is the second time it has happened in 2022 <coughs> alone. And uh, the fact that uh, what is different is the fact that the, the, the economy is as it is right now. Of course, we mentioned the issue of petrol, diesel, and so many other and so many other things uh, that, that that seem to be you know, you know going down the drain at this particular point in time. Power should not be uh, what is happening or what is one of those uh, factors that we should be uh, looking at. Sake, what do you think? I want to say that <clears throat> I had a brief stint in the oil industry for over two years, mm. and you know we never have a bottom-up approach to leadership in Nigeria. Hmm. Gas has been consistently fleared. Gas is the, one of the major source of supply mm-hmm. for our electricity. And after several efforts since the inception of oil discovery in Nigeria, we have we have reduced it to ten ten percent. And I want to give you the actual volume of gas being fleared in Nigeria. Go ahead. 
that 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 percentage that huge something is what is enough to power gas domestic gas hmm. at all there's a law in Nigeria against gas flaring hmm. there's an NNPC MD they have always been a minister of petroleum who most time incidentally since Obasanjo's regime most time have been the president hmm. and we are still flaring gas this is the meaning of flaring gas. When you are doing fractional distillation of crude oil, the first emissions are gas. When you don't put them to good use, we can, and you cannot find a way of trapping them. You burn them away. I just use a layman. That's what is happening. That one has ecological implications. implications. You know? Recently, a friend of mine in Portaco told me that the pH was in darkness for most part of the day. Hmm. And you can you can know it's because of the gas flow. Hmm. Now, what am I trying to say? See, Nigeria has never been short of resources. We have always been short of managing resources. Hmm. And who are the managers of resources? They are the leaders. Why do we have shutdown? Hmm. Why do we have total power outage? Mismanagement. We have enough source of power in Nigeria. We have coal. We have gas. We have water. We have sunlight. We have wind. We have wind. Turbine. But we are still using one. Okay, maybe true now. We are using hydro and gas. <laughs> See, this is this this is no rocket science. Mm. When you in the north. In the north, if you are the minister of mine and power, you can invest wind and solar energy, sun energy, and then diversify that and supply them. Maybe it comes from the fact that we are not decentralized. Yes, it's part of what you are saying. Hmm. Because somebody must hold the structure together. Look, in any going those places that you have coal. coal, you can use coal to generate electricity. You don't have to use one you source. You don't have to use one source. Then you don't have to generate in one place and then transmit through a long process. Who does that in the 21st century? Mm. It's the same thing we are talking about uh, petrol distribution mm -hmm. a few days back. We still, we still do things as if we are in the 17th century. We can decentralize these things. These things are possible. Yes. These things are visible. Mm -hmm. That's one of the negative things Obasanjo I'll put against his record. If you had allowed Lagos State, for example, to generate their own power, Perhaps other states will have taken cue from that. They will have, they will have experimented. Hmm. By now, they will have perfected it. Hmm. And perhaps, maybe most of those companies that left will have stayed. Hmm. Today, diesel is seven hundred. Over seven hundred. The implication in industries is beyond what we can talk here. Yeah, very true. Goods will double. Bread is already increasing. Because they will need diesel to produce it. Of course. Nylon production will escalate. escalate. They will need diesel to produce it. Hmm. Ball drilling will escalate. They will need diesel for it. Printing will escalate. They will need diesel. And it's like we, 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 we take this thing lightly because most of the people in charge, they are not paying for these things. They are in government. It's our money they are using to power their generator and all that. Hmm. If they are collecting normal salary, and they are powering their 200 kVA generator with it, they will know what okay. we are talking about. Okay. 
if there's no quality control, okay. like he was saying, that sometimes Nepal will bring 240, 260 votes or 880 votes and then destroy somebody's electricity. I was reading this morning. Somebody said his car got, her car got spoiled millions of naira worth because of the fuel she bought. Who is going to compensate her? Hmm. This is why we are here because we, we, our leaders don't pay the price of their negligence. It's the masses that pay. pay the price. And it's unfortunate that the masses, we have learned to adjust and adjust and adjust. And keep paying. This, is, this is what will happen now. Some companies, rather than doing three shifts now, they will collapse to one, one shift. This is the implication. If you have a staff of 100, and there may be, you're going to cut down cut because down. you won't run a shift with 100 people. Yes. You will lay off some people technically. So people will lose Those jobs. Are, people will lose jobs. Those are the realities on ground. Those are the implications of our action or inactions. Hmm. Okay. Now, uh, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a very, very interesting uh, situation that we have come to find ourselves in. And uh, Gone is smiling right here. I'm bringing this one uh, right here to you. It seems like uh, even people who want to travel, uh, who want to use airlines, may not be able to do so as uh, uh, due to this aviation fuel scarcity, talking about Jet A1. And uh, the, the operators, airline operators, are saying that they have just about three more days to fly. They said this yesterday, meaning that it might just be up until next tomorrow uh, before they can stop operation before they stop operations given the scarcity of this particular uh, you know jet a1 now we still have the scarcity uh, for cars here in nigeria and talking about diesel it seems like all our energy resources are depleting uh, well the president will still return from london <laughs> um some people will still go to visit him as he'll be there. Congratulations. Uh, Dubai trips will still happen as long as we have the first lady there. So <laughs> when they say three days, probably they're talking about yeah, commercial, local flights. Yeah, local flights. <laughs> and of course... In, Ooh, those are fake presidential flights. No, no, it, it shouldn't. It, that's, that, that doesn't happen. I, I, I doubt that has ever happened. <laughs> Maybe in the days when we try to do austerity measures, we, in those days when we still practice such. But this uh, set, this recent set, <laughs> don't have any uh, idea of what austerity measures is all about or how to implement it. So uh, it's, we're in interesting times, really. Mm. And I am hoping that we know, and that is what is key for me here, mm. how interesting it is. We've said a lot. And one other aspect I'll just add to it is, fortunately, we are not at war. Mm. But the over-centralization of things have actually opened us up to be dealt with heavily. Let's assume that a war situation happens. All they need to do is just knock out critical power infrastructure, for instance, and that is it. When the infrastructure is not even holding up already, you know, then now we're talking about uh, fuel. Because we don't have refineries that refine that. Mm -hmm. But we have crude. Hmm. And the thing is, crude contains a lot. It is the refining of crude that you get all of these things we are talking about oh, from. Yes. Mm -hmm. Dangote's refinery is not up running yet. We have several illegal refineries that we are looking for and closing down when we see them. <laughs> you get my point? Is that, a, is that a smart move? No, because the thing is this. If these people are 
able to do it. Mm-hmm. That means we have the know-how and we have some of the resources and we have some of the infrastructure in place. Mm-hmm. Then what stops you from taking it over and then using it for the people rather than allowing those people to continue to use it for their selfish reasons? And then you can even generate some form you, of tax I, I, from yes, them. Yes, or, or something, you know. And then invest in them, you know. Like, okay, you guys... Kuku collect loan and Kuku go mainstream mm-hmm. and, you know, become like Dangote. Mm-hmm. And then we'll know that you're part of the players and mm-hmm. then you align to policies that we bring down mm-hmm. and all that and ensure that we have a free flow. Mm-hmm. You know, but we just have this um, uh, response of destroying, you know, anything and everything. We To think of innovation, of maybe redirecting it mm-hmm. or reusing it or something doesn't come up. So, I will have to wait and see the reality of this statement that has been made. You understand? Because, like I said, concerning the federal government about that, it's one thing for you to make a statement, but it's one thing for us to experience it. Mm -hmm. For instance, now, the federal government has been stating that uh, we have fuel, we have fuel, we have fuel, but our experience is is still negating that statement. Mm. You understand? So, Mm -hmm. They say three days, then let's wait for three days mm. and see whether people are still not going to fly after the three days. <laughs> <laughs> then we can say that, oh, okay, this is true. Maybe it wasn't an exaggeration. Mm. You understand? Because sometimes, too, the way we paint issues can be very, very, you know, exaggerative. Yeah. So we just need to, you know, keep our fingers crossed Crushed. on that. And if anyone has access to popcorn, we'll buy it <laughs> and chill and wait. And watch for this movie. Yeah. Uh, okay, no problem. Of course, Essigon, being also cautiously optimistic, just like Skywalker would be. Uh, let's come to Padre on this particular one now. The, some of the measures given by these operators of these airlines are even to the fact that uh, uh, the, the, the house and uh, the lawmakers should give mark uh, airline operators the license to actually import uh, this aviation fuel so as to sustain their businesses and uh, of course uh, we mentioned uh, Sake rightly mentioned the impact some of the impacts that this could have or this would have uh, on businesses talking about the power failure we are seeing something like this now reflecting in this aviation sector what do you think about this um uh Let's let's try to understand what is actually going on here. Yeah. I think it was yesterday that uh, the committee that has to do with that particular area of, of for aviation, mm. uh, led by the deputy speaker of the house, uh, Wase, they had a meeting with uh, the petro- the marketers themselves. Uh, that is the aviation fuel marketers uh, with the representatives of some of these uh, airline companies that they had their meeting yesterday mm-hmm. and they're trying to find a solution to the problem we have at hand because yeah. as that three four weeks ago mm-hmm. aviation fuel was sold for 190 naira hmm. per liter per liter and as we speak they are buying it about 690 670 thereabout hmm. per liter hmm. and if you remember Towards the end of last month, they came out to say that the increment in a in the price of of the aviation fuel is going to affect uh, how much uh, if uh, they they are going to be charging their uh, their customers per mm-hmm. flight, mm-hmm. and that is why there was this benchmark that any cheapest flight, excuse me, that you can find in this country is going to be fifty thousand naira uh, per seat. Now, as we have it, the situation is actually changing because. With the rate at which this fuel is, uh, this fuel price is, is increasing, 
you can't have anything less than 120,000 naira per flight for a customer. And that was the problem they were trying to resolve yesterday. But like I've always said too, that in as much as we want to put all these blames at the doorstep of the government, we also have our own blames. You see, these greedy way Nigerians capitalize on these kind of situations. And that is where you can blame the government because you create the situation. You create the opportunity. You put everything in that atmosphere for people to exploit and to cheat hmm. and to be greedy. And then the so-called Nigerians who do not have this, uh, this love of, the, of their own common people too at heart, who have always been seeing it as once we have a situation like this, it is an opportunity for them to, uh, to, to make money. You know, uh, how do they how, how do they put it now? Yorubas we say when something when something is bad, that is when they are happy because they know that they are going to get a lot of money from it, and that is part of the things that is happening. Uh, part of the things happening in the aviation industry. A popular politician said it over the weekend that with the facts that they have, that even down to diesel, the diesel that is increasing exponentially almost every two two days that the quantity that nigeria needs even to be to still be sustainable to sustain us till now had been imported for over two weeks hmm. but then the prices keep changing it is not even accessible people are finding it difficult and that is the problem the airlines are having it's not just that the price is increasing they can't even get to the servicial feel and yesterday, the, 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 the spokesperson, the person who spoke on their behalf yesterday, Oyema, that is the CEO of, uh, of uh, uh, Epis, was making a very, very good point yesterday. And I was surprised that even while he was pointing the attention of the deputy speaker to that particular question that was raised by the deputy speaker, hmm. that, okay, if you say this field is expensive yeah. now, mm-hmm. is not, uh, not available, available, how much is your landing cost? And the and the and the marketers they were just playing around it. They didn't give a, a particular figure to say that okay, because that should be the premise for the increase. Okay. And the man stood up and was saying that see, you have asked a question, nobody is answering that question. Mm-hmm. Can we have can we have an answer to that question? That question. And at the end nobody provided answer, an answer to that to question. That. Hmm. But then, for me, I feel that one thing that anybody can take away because by the time you look at how they have been surviving, yeah. For instance. He said, if you have to move from a place like Lagos to Kano, one airplane will consume as much as 7,000 fuel, 7,000 liters of, fuel, of aviation fuel, and you are buying at 6+. plus. Hmm. Many of these airlines, they don't even have their insurance in this country. Because put all the insurance companies in this, in this country together, they may not be able to afford just one, one, one airplane. And they, they spend a lot of money. Okay. And that is why they have come to two decisions one mm-hmm. temporarily that they will be buying for 500 naira then they are still supposed to meet npc also was at that meeting to well. meet to see to how much at the end they are going to buy a fuel yeah. i mean a liter yeah. of this field yeah. but if this other one that i feel that is very very important which you had mentioned is about the license but Good. this time around it is not the house that is giving them license it is npc and the GMD of NNPC had already agreed uh, a kind of, in principles, okay. that most probably, if these airlines can do insurance, they can buy airplanes that are in billions of, in billions of uh, dollars or millions of dollars, 
they have the capacity, they have the resources to be able to import this fuel. This fuel because that will also give them an opportunity right. to, to have access to this, to this particular fuel. Mm-hmm. And I hope that we can go in that direction. And the three days they are talking about is that, see, with what we have left, if things yeah. do not change after three days, yeah. we may we'll not be able to, to fly. Down. We may have to shut down. Now, I, I, like, blame I, I like the way you, you, you mentioned the fact that it was the chairman for Airpeace that actually brought up those questions and brought up those points because, of course, he's a businessman. So yeah. he has to see things uh, from a business perspective. So, okay, you're also a businessman as well. I, 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 I just want what do you to think? say that, you see, the way we reason in this country sometimes, because you see, when you refuse to solve a particular problem, yeah. other issues emanate from it. True. You know, I don't know the business of somebody with the airline trying to import fuel for his vehicle. It's, yes, it's, it's absurd. It's absurd. But the situation has. I, I'm, I'm about coming to because you say, look, this government promised us refineries. You say, there's a way we keep, we leave the main issue. One of the agenda of this government. They promise us refineries. They promise us they'll be they will remove so, there's nothing called subsidy. That means we will have settled this all issue. This is the seventh year. Nothing has been done. And it is because nothing has been done that we have this. And can I can I shock you? Having Dangote will not solve this problem. Hmm. We need to have more refineries. Of course. We need to have a competitive market. If we would get the best from the airline, from the airline, from the trailers, from the industries, there must be competition. It means government must make deliberate effort to raise people, empower them to go into refining. You see, once we are dependent on somebody else, else. we will always have issues. Issues, okay. Hmm. That is the problem. You talk about the problem of transportation, shipping, and all that. You know what is happening in our port now. Hmm. There have been activities yes, now because yes. there's issues. So we need to solve basic problem. Basic problem is increase modular refineries, mm. empower them. Let's go and just say, look for Give money them for them. Yes. Maybe insure, maybe guarantee them. Let's have because even if we have only Dangote, once that plant has issue, we'll still be like this. Yes, yes, we'll default. We need to have many. When we have many, there'll be competition. Mm-hmm. If I'm selling my invention fuel for 200 naira and you are selling yours at 190 nobody will tell me to because if people are moving to the other side mm-hmm. I will have to look at my book again you, you and know again. what to do mm, the numbers you see until we get to that stage that one we are self-sustaining that means things are done here not imported mm-hmm. things are done here managed here and the government are the main arms that can do this for example we should have how much liters of fuel we spend on aviation weekly. Yes. If we have that, we should know the supply, and then we should have like a, a deposit, a, a kind of reserve like in case there's an ima- emergency. That's how administration right. is being done. All right, that's all we can take for today on the trending issues for Radio ninety three point one FM. I hope you enjoyed that one. News on the globe is up next. Do stay tuned. Okay.